So I hope everyone enjoyed their Pesach vacation. We return now to Melach Malif. We had Perik Yud, Pasuk Tazayin. This year it was started as a schos. Lili Nishmas, Yichaskal Shrag, Ben Avram Yehuda. It should also be a schos. Lili Nishmas, Rebichiel Mechel Ben Asher. Moshe Ben Daniel, Chaim Elaz Ben Shemshanari, and Esther Tziro, Bas Yichaskal. As well as a schos for Fushlema, Fachayim Moshe Yeshua Ben Malka, Tinak Ben Chaya, and Chaim Doiv Ben Minorachu. So we saw last time that Shlomo had in a, was extremely affluent. He had an excessive amount of wealth, partially from the gold that was brought to him from Ophir, partially from the merchants and the traders that paid taxes, and partially from the kingdoms that were subservient to him that would bring tribute. So Pasuk Tazayin now tells us what Shlomo did with some of this wealth. So Pasuk begins, Shlomo had made 200 shields, out of beaten gold, with 600 measures of gold on each shield or contained within each shield. A different type of shield was also made, 300 of a second type of shield, also out of beaten gold, with three manim of zav, on each shield, and the king placed these shields in the house of the forest of Lebanon, that Beisiyar Lebanon that we learned uh, in an earlier parak. So first, let's talk about what these types of shields are. So I enclosed a picture. This is a picture of what the, of the in- interior of the Beisiyar Lebanon. On the table, you could see various kalim that Shloimai had. We'll see that all of Shloimai's glasses and all of Shloimai's clay mashke were all made out of gold. So on the table... You see some clay mashke, but on the side, you see the two types of shields, a shield called the tzina and a shield called the mugging. The mugging shield is a classic shield that we are used to, which is a circular shield that the Greeks used and all throughout history, the Persians used, a very popular shield which protects a person from the front, and it's very easy to carry around and you can throw it on your back. Uh, there were straps in many of them that you could throw on your back when you're riding on horseback. Very practical. The tzina is a different type of shield. That is the three-sided shield that you can see in the picture, which the Romans, the Roman legions used to great effect in their formations, which were known as phalanx formations. They would line up very closely and use these shields. The Romans referred to these, shield, uh, these shields as scudums. So the Roman scudum shield was a three-sided shield, and the Romans used it. They would hold them in front and on top, and they would march in a very close formation, and that way would be protected. Uh, they could attack from within the formation, but they would be protected from arrows coming overhead and from swords and spears attacking from the front. So you have these two types of shields, and because of the shape of these shields, there were different measures of gold needed. Now, ordinarily, the, the Abarbanel says... Shields are made out of iron because gold is very expensive. And especially this gold, which Rashi says is a very soft, flexible gold that was soft enough to be bent and molded into the shape you wanted. Not really practical to use for battle. Except that you would have to, if you wanted to make it strong enough to function like iron, you would have to put in a, a excessive amount of gold. And that's what Shlomo did because he had so much gold available. He was able to make these shields uh, firm enough by using an excessive amount of gold. So the purpose of these shields, some suggest, was more for decorative purposes, and that's why they were not practical for battle, and that's why he placed them in the Beis Yair whereas you could see in the picture, they're more decorative, they're more placed on the walls than they are, practically speaking, being used to protect soldiers. The Gemara in Chulin and the Flamid brings our Pasuk as a Raya 
to what shechita is. The Gemara there is talking about that shechita consists of, you have to take the knife and you can't kill the animal in one downward motion like you're chopping with an axe or you're decapitating a, a head, but rather it has to be a back and forth motion or at least a cutting motion from m- moving along the uh, animal and cutting as you glide the knife along the animal's neck. And the Gemara brings a raya from here because the word here of shachot, zav shachot, so Rabbi Shmuel says that shachot here means mashach, means like drawn out, that you have to take the knife and you have to draw it along the neck of the animal and you can't just like chop it off like you're using a cleaver. And our pasuk here uses zav shachot as, as uh, Rashi explains, that it was drawn out, it was bendable, it was pliable, the the gold was able to be worked with, and so and and the Gemara also brings another raya from a pasuk in Yermio, Chet Shachat Lashayna Mir Madiber, that their that their um, tongues were drawn out like a like a um, arrow, a, a bow string drawing back an arrow. So again, also uh, uh, um, their Shachat is a lashon of drawing back on the bow. So a similar lashon of moving in a sideways motion or drawing back. And again, the Gemara there brings it as a raya that the word shachot or the word shechita means a type of motion where it is being, the knife is being drawn across the neck of the animal as opposed to being um, um, hacked or being um, um, t- like taking a knife and in a downward motion chopping at the, at the um, simonim on the animal's neck.